consecrate this very important teaching tonight to the sacred heart of Jesus, our love crucified as one with our mother of sorrows through the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that at this moment, I become the nothing that I am so that the sword of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the sword of the mission given to us can move through me to pierce all our hearts. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. On November 21st of this year, 21, on the Feast of Christ the King, the Lord gave me a very important message, a very important teaching. And I first sent it to Father Jordy and also Father Ron. And they gave their approval. Then it was sent to the Council of Love Crucified. The Council of Love Crucified prayed over this message. And at our council meeting this week, they all felt it was important for me to share this with you and give you the teaching. So as one heart with the council of our community, I bring this to you. The Lord said on the feast of Christ, the King, there are three parts to the message of the Lord. So I'm going to read the whole thing in its entirety. And then I'm going to teach on each part. The first part. Today, the church celebrates Christ, the King. I told Pilate that my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is in heaven. In perfect communion with my father and the spirit and with all the angels and saints. My kingdom is love. A love of total giving of self to the other and of a total receptivity from the other. This giving and receiving of pure, undefiled love is God. My kingdom belongs to every soul that enters this communion of love, which is God, through my cross. The path to enter this kingdom is my love crucified. As your crucified king, wearing my crown of thorns, clothed in the wounds of humanity, and covered in the blood of my royal priesthood, I reveal to you, meaning humanity, the way into my kingdom in heaven. Only the souls that adore me as their crucified king 
and who desire to enter and live as one with me on earth in my love crucified will live my kingdom in heaven on earth. Union with the crucified king is the only path to communion in the Trinity on earth. This is the kingdom I came to establish on earth. Persevere during the time of great devastation and you will live my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I asked the Lord how to persevere specifically with all these issues of the vaccine and mandates. And the Lord answered me. Many have received the vaccine to avoid suffering. Others because they are clinging to their many attachments. Others out of ignorance. But the majority because they did not seriously seek my will and allowed themselves to be swept away by the many forces of Satan's temptations. Fear in the hearts of the multitude has come to the light. This fear reveals the lack of love for me in the hearts of the vast majority of souls. A love rooted in humility, intimacy, purity, abandonment, trust, and selflessness. Therefore, the thief came unexpectedly and was able to enter their homes, meaning their hearts, and darken their souls to not recognize the signs of the times. Few, my little one, will persevere during this time of total darkness, which God is permitting as his justice. Remain in silence and prayer, And you, along with my faithful remnant, will participate with me, establishing my kingdom on earth. Do not cave in under any circumstance to Satan's deception. Then I asked the Lord a question concerning priest because we were speaking about the bishops in Australia who asked the priest all to get vaccinated to minister to the people. So I asked the Lord this question. And then the Lord answered. Did Peter and Paul follow the orders of the religious heads when they were told to stop preaching my way? My priests can never join force with Satan's evil to justify their ministry. They too must persevere as one with me in my crucifixion 
during the time of great darkness. They too must be willing to suffer the injustice of being stripped of their faculties as I was stripped of all my glory. And this union of suffering with me, the crucified king, will bring forth my purified church. My little one, as mother with Mary and my spouse, you have the responsibility to help many persevere during the time of great darkness by speaking and living in my truth. Do not hesitate to share these words. Go in peace to live the truth of who you are as one with me, your crucified king. So let me begin. My community, the Lord makes it very clear what my responsibility as your spiritual mother is and the one that God has chosen to bring this mission to the church and to our community. The Lord said to me, you have the responsibility to help many persevere especially my community during the time of great darkness by speaking and living in my truth. So I want to begin by sharing with you what are the truths that I and Father Jordy and the council of this community is called to bring to each of you and to who's ever willing to listen. The first truth is the truth of God's kingdom. And the Lord, in the first part of this message, it's so beautiful what he's saying. He says, my kingdom is love, a love of total giving of self to the other and of a total receptivity from the other. This giving and receiving of pure, undefiled love is God. My kingdom belongs to every soul that enters this communion of love through my cross. The path to enter this kingdom is my love crucified. It's powerful because this morning, the gospel that was read today was the gospel of Matthew chapter 7. And verse 21 says, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. What is the will of the father? He makes it clear in the scriptures, in the gospel. Jesus says, Everyone who wishes to follow me, take up your cross. He first says, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. When Jesus takes up his cross, where does he go? He goes to the mountain of Golgotha to be crucified. 
the will of the Father to bring forth his kingdom is for each of us to follow Jesus as his body, to not gaze at him crucified, but to become one with him crucified. That is the path that I have been trying to live along with you for many years and that I have been preaching to you endlessly from the beginning. Then the Lord goes on to tell us specifically, again, how this kingdom is coming about. He says, as your crucified king, wearing my crown of thorns, clothed in the wounds of humanity and covered in the blood of my royal priesthood, I reveal to you the way into my kingdom in heaven. Recently, I gave to the mothers of the cross a beautiful teaching on wearing the wounds of Jesus. The entire path of of love crucified, we learn to receive the thorns, the crown of thorns that like Mary, we wear on our hearts. Every thorn of rejection, humiliation, misunderstanding, being put aside, ignored, forgotten, and on and on. As victim souls, the Lord has taught us we receive the wounds of Christ by receiving the brokenness, wounds, and sins of those we live with upon our body. And we help heal those wounds of others through the fruit of the spirit that St. Paul teaches us in Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Lord goes on to say, only the souls that adore me as their crucified king and who desire to enter and live as one with me on earth in in my love crucified will live my kingdom in heaven on earth. This entire year of 2021, I recently worked hard to put all the messages, public messages together. And I'm amazed when I read them all together, the focus of this year, how much God has focused on his kingdom. This is such incredible, joyful news for us. The kingdom of heaven, the fulfillment of the Our Father, the Lord is saying he is wanting us to have the grace to live. And then he goes on to say, union with the crucified king is the only path to communion in the Trinity on earth. This is the kingdom I came to establish on earth. Union with the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As St. Maximilian Colby has been teaching us, by the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, into the Father's embrace. 
And then he makes a beautiful promise to us. Persevere during the time of great devastation. And you will live my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I also need to bring to each of you. My responsibility is to bring you the truth of the battle to bring forth his kingdom. Our mission of love crucified is a battle mission. We have been speaking battle talk from the beginning. We are warriors, men and women warriors, mothers and missionaries of the cross. The Lord has prepared us for years through the path to fight this decisive battle he's been speaking to us about. And now the battle has begun. So I need to speak about the truth of the battle. And on November 19th, God the Father spoke. And this is what he said. I, the God of heaven and earth, will destroy all the enemies of God through my little ones that possess the strength of perfect faith in God Almighty. I, from the beginning of time, have used my little ones to confound the mighty ones of the world. Let me stop a minute there. One second. He goes on to say, it will not be different in the great decisive battle that has now begun. From the Old Testament to the New, God uses the little ones, David, Gideon. He uses women, Judith, Esther, a humble, blessed mother, a humble carpenter. And then he picks fishermen to be his apostles. He chooses the little ones to do his great work. That's why we're his little mustard seed. Then he goes on to say, I, the God of heaven and earth, have been preparing my army for the great battle that will cleanse my sanctuary and the world and bring forth my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Rejoice! My little mustard seed rejoice for my little mustard seed is part of my great army. Have courage because you too have come to believe in the God who loves you and sent his only begotten son to be a holy sacrifice for you. My kingdom will be established through the power of my little ones who have joined themselves to the perfect and holy sacrifice of my son. The faith of my pure victims of love, past, present, and future, is God's power that will defeat the enemies of God and usher in my kingdom of divine love. Trust in all that has been spoken to you, And continue to share these messages with the few willing to receive them. The ways of God are not the ways of the world. My family, when we focus on the truth of the kingdom, of what the Lord has been telling us, if we've received his messages and believed, my little ones have believed We should be full of joy. We should be rejoicing. 
because we know the victory. And what a joy, what a privilege that we are part of this army ushering in his reign. I also need to speak the truth of the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary as one with the reign of the Holy Spirit. On April 21st, 21, the Lord spoke about the reign, the era of the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit is not known yet, but the era of the Holy Spirit is approaching. He is one with the incarnation of Jesus on earth. The incarnation takes place through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father and Son. They are inseparable. When Jesus is incarnated in Mary's womb, the Holy Spirit is present as one in Christ. It is through the incarnation that Mary receives the fullness of the Trinity. She is the first to live the kingdom of heaven on earth. The incarnation of Jesus brings the mystical incarnation of the Trinity on earth. This reality of the Holy Spirit is still not known. Yet it is the reality that God's saints of the end times will live in order to usher into the world the kingdom of God. Believe in all that has been spoken to you, even though you do not have the capacity to understand. Go in peace. Now, this is amazing. This has to fill us with so much joy, with so much anticipation. Mary is the first to live the kingdom of heaven on earth. She is mother and she is bride, the church. She is the first. She shows us what each of us, through the grace of the redemption of Jesus Christ, have the grace of living on earth. And the Lord is saying that the saints of the end times, that's us, will live the mystical incarnation, which is also, which is our path in this beautiful communion with the Trinity on earth. And of course, to perfection in heaven to usher into the world, the kingdom of God, which means if we are faithful and persevere in struggling, in falling and getting up and living the simple path, we are going to receive this grace before so that we can help usher it in. And this is explained beautifully in the book we are reading to prepare us for consecration. The Immaculate Conception and the Holy Spirit with the writings of St. Maximilian Kolbe. St. Maximilian Kolbe on page 43 of the, the English book says, The Immaculata 
is united to the Holy Spirit so closely that we really cannot grasp this union. But we can at least say that the Holy Spirit and Mary are two persons who live in such intimate union that they have but one soul life. On page 42, it explains it, this union. It says, a marvelous mystery lies hidden here. The mystery of the presence of a divine person in a creature taken up so totally down to the very roots of her being into his control for all time. When St. Paul says, it is no longer I that live, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. He is expressing this marvelous mystery of the mystical incarnation. St. Paul and Jesus are two persons. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, they become so united that it is no longer St. Paul acting, but Jesus acting as one with the Holy Spirit through, with, and in St. Paul. It is this fire of the Trinity that St. Paul shows us, this fire of the Trinity that our Blessed Mother lived on earth that take them to persevere and endure the final trials of their lives. The union with the Trinity is what is able to strengthen Mary in the perfect will of God to be crucified with her son at Calvary and to become co-redemptrix. My community, it is this profound union that I believe that our Blessed Mother wants to give each of us with this consecration we're making next week. If we are faithful to the words God has spoken to us and to continue to live the path to union with God. On July 23rd of 21, Our blessed mother spoke and she said, as you allow the Holy Spirit to possess your will, united as one with me, your mother, through perfect obedience to the will of God, love will triumph. And it is I, the immaculate and the Holy Spirit that will triumph. Thus, the reign of my Immaculate Heart and the new Pentecost will be fulfilled in you. And God's mission will expand its fruitfulness. This is beautiful. She's saying, if we're obedient to God's will, we have lived the crucifixion of the first nail. What was that? the constant dying of our own desires, of our own expectations, of our own plans, 
of our own control. So what? So that we live more and more only in the will of God. So that we desire more and more only one desire. The desire of Jesus and Mary on earth. Solely the cross. For love of God and love of souls. Mary goes on to say, my little one, only love can win this battle and bring forth the fulfillment of the triumph of my son's death and resurrection. Only pure love in the fire of the most holy trinity can and will pierce Satan and cast him into hell with all his dominions. I am drawing you into my immaculate heart to be consumed in the fire of the Holy Spirit, my spouse. We need to enter our consecration next week with this desire, with an openness to be consumed in the heart of Mary by the Holy Spirit, her spouse. On the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th of this year, I made my consecration to Mary and the Holy Spirit. And our Lord said, Your union now with Mary, as one with the Holy Spirit, prepares you to confront Satan and his principalities in her victory. For she is the queen mother that has defeated the dragon in her perfect union with me, her beloved son. It is through her power in the Holy Spirit that you will fight the great battle. Therefore, my community, this consecration is of the essence for our mission as warriors It is through this consecration, Our Lady is telling us that this consecration, if we enter it with humility, with a docile heart, with this desire, it is union with her in the fire of the Holy Spirit that we will be able to fight and confront this evil battle and triumph with her. This is incredible news the truth of what I'm called to bring you. And in the book, The Immaculate Conception and the Holy Spirit on page 84, it talks about Mary's battle and her reign. So now I go to the second part of the truth of what I am called to bring you. I am also called to speak of the truth of Satan's kingdom. Satan is spreading the kingdom of global communism, the new world order. Our Lord has been speaking of Satan's work for a long time with us. Ten years ago, on September 10th, 2011, was the first time that the Lord spoke to us of the new world order. And he said to Love Crucified, I want the Love Crucified website used to help form my martyrs of love for the decisive battle at hand. 
There will be wailing and grinding of teeth, massive confusion and desperation. This state of the world will open the doors for the new world order. And then we'll begin the time of great darkness and persecution for all my followers. I've given this message to Love Crucified for many years. This is the truth of the kingdom of Satan. And for many years, we received these words and we were fine with them. But all of a sudden, we are now living this prophecy that the Lord gave us 10 years ago. And now it's a little bit more difficult. A year later, on April 10, 2012, the Lord speaks again of the new world order. And he said, Satan is working to bring forth his new world order of destruction. But my crusade of victim souls will possess the power of God to crush the head of Satan. You are the heel of the queen of heaven and earth. So again, he's speaking the truth of Satan's kingdom and what Satan wants. Just like the Lord speaks of the truth of his kingdom and what his kingdom is. He's letting us know in advance the truth of the evil of Satan's kingdom and what's going to come from it. So I need to always proclaim both. Recently, this year, April 1st, he said, my little one, believe that my passion on the cross and my interior crucifixion has obtained a new world order, not the order of Satan's destruction, but the order of divine love lived in God's will. Again. To enter the kingdom of divine love, we have to live more and more in the will of God. Pope Benedict XVI, on April 20th in 2011, gave a general audience. It was Holy Thursday. And he was speaking about Gethsemane. And Pope Benedict was speaking about how Peter, James, and John would keep falling asleep. And the Lord kept telling them to be watchful, to, to stay and watch. And this is what Pope Benedict tells the church. Listen carefully, because these words of 10 years ago apply more than ever today. Our Pope says, what would the watchfulness to which the Lord invites us consist of? I would say that the disciples' somnolence, meaning their drowsy and sleepiness, in the course of history is a certain insensitiveness of the soul with regard to the power of evil. An insensibility to all the evil in the world. We do not wish to be unduly disturbed by these things. We prefer to forget them. We think that perhaps, after all, it will not be so serious and we forget. Moreover, 
It is not only insensibility to evil when we should be watchful in order to do good, to fight for the force of goodness. Rather, it is an insensibility to God. This is our true sleepiness. The insensibility to God's presence that also makes us insensible to evil. We are not aware of God. He would disturb us. Hence, we are naturally not aware of the force of evil and continue on the path of our own convenience. Nocturnal adoration of Holy Thursday, watching with the Lord, must be the very moment to make us reflect on the somnolence of the disciples, of the defenders of Jesus, of the apostles, of us who do not see, who do not wish to see the whole force of evil, nor do we wish to enter his passion for goodness. My community, we cannot have one We cannot focus only on the kingdom of God and forget and not want to look and see the evil of the kingdom of Satan. We need both as an army of the Lord. If we do not see, as Pope Benedict is telling the church, the full force of the evil, of the new world order that is taking place now. We cannot battle. We cannot confront. We cannot enter the passion and be willing to suffer what it takes with Christ to confront the evil with the truth. If we enter Satan's deception as warriors, we lost all our power. We are in Satan's deception. It is impossible. Therefore, I have to preach. I have to speak of the evil that is before us. It is my responsibility and yours also to your territory of souls when God opens the opportunity Therefore, the Lord has spoken of the great deception. Satan is the prince of lies. I've already spoken in Father Jordy many times on all the lies of Satan. And, you know, I don't think I'm going to list them all here because <laughs> I think we've heard them. The lies on the vaccine, the lies of COVID, all of this. But I will speak about the fruits of these lies again, because each day they continue to grow. What are we seeing from Satan's deception? From this great evil, the beast that is before us, the battle. Fear, control through mandates, loss of freedom, segregation and division, censorship. People cannot travel nor go nor go to 
public places without so-called the green card. Doctors have lost their right to prescribe medications and treatments according to their professional knowledge and expertise. Important drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have been made impossible in many countries to access, even by prescription of doctors, thus bringing about the death and suffering of many. The big pharmaceutical companies have gained greater control. Now Australia, that was recently free, is now living under the new world order of Satan. My community, if you have not watched anything to see the suffering of Australia open, we have to see the full force of evil before our eyes already in the world. And this came about through the so-called COVID and vaccine. It opened the door to total control. And now they've lost all freedom. Austria, Germany, and the Czech Republic, among others, have begun the persecution of the so-called unvaccinated by forcing them to remain in their homes, house arrest through police enforcement. This is tyranny. This is evil. And to call it anything less than evil is to deny the truth. And if we deny the truth, we can't fully then proclaim the kingdom. Satan has used the lies concerning COVID and the vaccine to open the path to total control of humanity. This total control, the new world order, will then impose greater force to make people accept Satan's agenda, what our beloved John Paul II called the culture of death and the anti-gospel, Father Jordy spoke about, of abortion, euthanasia, the gender ideology, critical race theory, white supremacy, the indoctrination of our children in schools, which has already begun at full force, a battle in so many countries, and through the lie of so-called climate change, the control of industry, oil, and so on, total control. That is the new world order of Satan. In the second paragraph of the message I began reading to you, Jesus sums up all the reasons why people have caved in to Satan's deception. He mentions avoidance of suffering, clinging to attachments, ignorance. That is why in this community, Father Jordi and I have worked so hard to try to educate so that people would not and discern incorrectly through ignorance. Also, lack of serious discernment, seeking the will of God. And the Lord mentions fear. And it's really beautiful how he says fear reveals the lack of love for him. And then he talks about the love that he desires and the love that is needed. Humility, intimacy, purity, abandonment, trust, and selflessness. And then Jesus explains the consequence of fear. 
And he says the thief came unexpectedly and was able to enter the hearts, meaning the homes, the hearts of many people. And the next words are very significant because then the Lord says that when the thief entered, he darkened their souls to not recognize the signs of the times. How many people do not see the signs of the times, do not recognize it? So many. And the Lord explains it. And then he tells us again, remain in silence in prayer. And you along with my faithful remnant will participate with me establishing my kingdom on earth. Do not cave in under any circumstance to Satan's deception. I have taken those words personally. They are fire in my heart. And I will fight as your warrior spiritual mother for the truth and for God's kingdom. And again, Jesus mentions what is coming is his kingdom. Praise be to God. And then we get to the third paragraph. And this was the question I asked the Lord about the priest being told by bishops to vaccinate. And I will read to you again because it's it's very significant. And at first, I suffered a lot because I did not want to share this paragraph. <laughs> and I even told the, the council, well, how about if we give the message and do you think we should keep out the third paragraph? <laughs> there you see my cowardness, my lack of courage. And my council looked at me and unanimously they said, absolutely not, Lourdes. We have to give the full message. So the Lord again is saying that under no circumstance can his priest join force with Satan's evil to justify their ministry. And he speaks again about the union with the crucified. He says they too must persevere as one with me in my crucifixion during the time of great darkness. They too must be willing to suffer the injustice of being stripped of their faculties as I was stripped of all my glory and this union of suffering with me, the crucified king, will bring forth my purified church. Wow. And this is why the Lord is saying constantly that we're going to suffer greatly because as we remain speaking the truth, And rejecting evil, we are going to be persecuted. We are going to lose things we're attached to. And that is going to be very hard. But then the Lord says, my little one is mother with Mary and my spouse. You have the responsibility to help many persevere during this time of great darkness by speaking and living in my truth. And this is what I have attempted to do tonight, my family. And I end with the warning I gave a month ago to love crucified. 
And I'm not going to, to read the message. It was November 9th. You'll have it in your notes. But it's interesting that the first sentence of that message was, my little one, be attentive to the signs of the times. So God is telling every mother and missionary of the cross and, and those discerning to be attentive to the signs of the times. We cannot ignore the signs of the times or we cannot live our mission and our identity. And the Lord gave a warning that love crucified would be attacked. I have been amazed since I gave that teaching, the amount of people in our community that have been under attack. And I am going to share some of the things I have learned this month, which I have also mentioned before. When we are still not healed of our wounds, situations arise in our lives that Satan brings us back into the pit of our wounds. And the first thing Satan does when he brings us back into that darkness is he isolates us. And the first thing I see in Love Crucified is when somebody gets isolated, they stop spiritual accompaniment. Many times because of shame, because they're embarrassed to go back to their accompanier to say, I'm back in the rut. And that shame keeps them isolated. And then Satan continues to work on them. So be careful. Be faithful to accompaniment. The Holy Spirit works powerfully through accompaniment. The other way we've been attacked as a community, through murmuring. Especially through murmuring of the teachings that I have given in Father Jordy concerning the signs of the times. And I will tell you that Satan has used this murmuring to bring division, confusion, and doubts concerning the voice of God that has been leading this little mustard seed for years. And boy, doesn't Satan want to do that. I will tell you, my community, I believe that God permitted our simple path to receive the seal of the church, the imprimatur, so that when this time came, we could have that to say these messages have been checked by the church and they are from God. So that the that Lord knew that Satan would tempt this community to doubt that voice. And he gave us that imprimatur for these times so that we could cling to the voice he's been leading us by. And that's why the Lord says, those that don't believe and receive this voice, which is not my voice, I just have to give it. That's my responsibility. Will not persevere to the end. And I end with John 6, verse 60 to 61. The Lord spoke about something really difficult. He spoke about the bread of life. Jesus speaks to his disciples and followers about that they have to eat his body and drink his blood. And then what does it say in the scriptures? Many of his disciples 
when they heard it said, this is a hard saying, we, who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples murmured at it, said to them, do you take offense at this? The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you that do not believe. My community, when Father and I started speaking about the truth of the signs of the times, the truth about how this man-made virus, which it is, and the dangers of the vaccine are opening the path for the new world order for total control. But some in the community started to say, this is very hard to listen to. And stop believing. This is dangerous. Yet I and Father and those faithful will continue proclaiming the truth. So I thank you for listening to this very long teaching. But I felt it was important to have clarity. And I pray that God bless us to receive fully what he's giving us. And I end by thanking God. My Lord, thank you for the voice that has been guiding us, the voice of God. Thank you for this voice has given all of us strength and courage, perseverance. This voice has been guiding us each to a greater union of intimacy with you. To receive more and more thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. A union of community with the Trinity, our father, our beloved spouse, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Lord. May we, your sons and daughters, believe. Amen. Amen.